0: In a series of reforms to policing, San Diego police will now be required to de-escalate situations. In addition, other police must report when someone uses excessive force unjustly. While the exact policy has yet to be released, this is another means of providing a greater level of accountability for police. It still raises the question, will these policy changes be enough to prevent inequities in policing? For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Terry Figueroa, you're on the public safety team at the Union Tribune. And why don't you explain, what do we know about this policy?
1: Well, thank you for having me. Um, So this is new. It's actually two policies the department announced yesterday. um, And both have to do essentially with use of force or um, um, escalation in encounters with folks. Um, The two new policies are the first one is de-escalation is now... Required when possible. The department has long had standings uh, where where de-escalation was definitely in the toolbox. They definitely used it. The difference now is they have the word required, at least when possible and safe. In addition, the department also announced that um, when an officer sees another officer using unreasonable force, that officer now has a duty to intervene and stop that officer, whether it's, you know, from from verbal to a touch to physically restraining. So th- those are two brand new policies, with The well, one and a half brand new policies.
0: Mm-hmm. And we learned about this about midday yesterday, and at the time they didn't exactly release the text, but that just came through moments ago. So what are some of the things that are still lingering questions, some things that we don't quite know about these policies?
1: Uh, I have not specifically read it, but my understanding is that, um, they, they have some teeth now because they're, they're written in policy. And if an officer, um, violates that policy, they are subjected to, um, whatever punishments would come with such violations. Um, and you're right. I haven't had a chance to, to read these two new policies. I, they just came over this morning. I haven't had a a chance to look at them, but, um. Like I said, the, I think the really big thing here is that they are required. Both of these new policies are now are now required for officers to do.
0: So And do we know anything yet about kind of the exact like mechanisms that are going to be used if an officer doesn't follow the rules or is that stuff that we're still kind of figuring out?
1: That is something that that we're still trying to figure out. it's it's still I mean, this has just been codified. I haven't it, it may very well be written in there and I just haven't seen it yet. Um, like I said, I haven't had a chance to, to pop it open and look at it yet. But um, these are the sorts of things that, that folks have been pushing for for a while. These are, these are um, especially the, the duty to intervene. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's two different policies here. There's de-escalation is now required and officers now have a duty to intervene. And the the duty to intervene is it really is an outgrowth of what we saw in Minneapolis with the officers around George Floyd. Um, authorities said excuse me, that that those officers around Floyd uh, did, I'm sorry, around the officer with his knee on, on Floyd's neck did mm. not intervene. And in introducing this policy yesterday, San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner said we are doing this so that we do not have a Minneapolis situation in San Diego. And so now- yeah. I'll, Definitely have a, a duty to intervene, to, to stop, and they have to then go back and inform supervisors, and that report goes up the chain of command. So this, is, this isn't just a, you know, don't do that in the field. This is, and I need to let everybody know that this happened.
0: Yeah, in a way, it kind of spreads the responsibility around. So everyone is expected to follow these rules. So if some mistake does happen, there are multiple people who would be held accountable, which kind of ups the stakes for everyone to police in a way that people want to be policed.
1: Yes, and and you know, going back to the to the de escalation too, uh, I want to be clear. This is something that that the department has had in their toolbox. This is, this is not new for them. It was actually written into, sort of intertwined in their use of force policies. Um, but what they've done is they've pulled that out and they've made it, it's a standalone policy now that de-escalation is required when possible. And you know, de-escalation techniques could be as simple as just a buffer between um, the officer and the subject that they're talking to. Um, anything to sort of slow the moment if they can to try to, to ratchet tensions down. Um, that is now in the the required to do category when possible. Obviously, if you've got um, an active shooter, that's not the sort of, of situation that may lend itself to these de-escalation techniques. Um, and, and de-escalation is really something that certainly people have been have been asking for. You know, a lot of community activists. But in particular, that it is required is something that community, um, the community review board that oversees policing uh, practices, they've been asking for this for like two years. They're thrilled because they wanted that word required.
0: Mm -hmm. Certainly. And. Obviously, the national conversation is much more broad. You have people asking for complete abolition and defunding of the police, while others are calling for more specific reforms. Where would you kind of place this change? Because it does seem to fall in line with what many people are demanding, but at the same time, it still maintains a police force. Like, is this sort of like a moderate response, I suppose?
1: Um, I would say that, that San Diego appears to be listening. Um, And and making some changes. Um, This is a a reform that people wanted. It makes the department more in line with um, Campaign Zero's uh, uh, Eight Can't Wait. And it's Mm. eight policing practices that they want to see put into practice, um, including de-escalation as a requirement. Um, so definitely San Diego is listening. And this is not the first change that the departments made just this month in the wake of of all of the the um, protests and and concerns about um, policing in the wake of, of George Floyd. Earlier this month, just gosh, a week after what happened to George Floyd, after George Floyd died, San Diego um, came out and said, we are banning the carotid restraint, which is commonly known as a sleeper hold. And um, that is one that activists have have wanted gone for a long time. And the department came out and and said, we are banning it. Within two days, the sheriff's department and all the other major major, uh, policing agencies in the county also banned it. And by the end of the week, uh, Governor Newsom said that it's not even gonna be trained anymore, that that hold is not gonna be trained. So now a couple of weeks later, we see the department, um, they had a couple of, they had emergency meetings in the wake of what happened to, um, George Floyd and these changes that they announced yesterday were something that, that was discussed in those meetings. And and so now they're, they're on board with making those changes.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does seem like San Diego was getting close to implementing all these changes and it took kind of this national outcry to kind of put all these things from the, we'll get to it soon to we'll do this now.
1: They've definitely started doing this now in the last couple Mm -hmm. of weeks. They're they're definitely making some changes.
0: And also, what do we know about transparency? Because police departments here in San Diego and across the nation aren't exactly the most transparent when it comes to journalists.
1: Well, they're they're required to report um, uses of force. And we certainly do, you know, check those records. Um, So we're definitely, the whole community has its eyes on this. Everybody is is. He's watching. So
0: Mm -hmm. I expect Mm questions. And uh, finally, uh, just over the weekend, you wrote a story looking back at the instances in which things did go wrong and people uh, lost their lives after encounters with police. After writing that story and looking at the history of 217 people who passed away in the past 20 years, do you think that this change will, you know, prevent those things from happening in the future? Um,
1: I think that is... That is the, the hope. I think that is mm-hmm. the intention. I think that is why um, departments and everyone else is, uh, is embracing these changes. You know, to, mm-hmm. to, let's, when we can, let's slow things down. Let's defuse situations. Let's de escalate, step back when we can. And that, that very well may save lives.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Terry Figueroa, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: In other news, COVID-19 cases surged again Thursday, and two of the region's leaders will self-quarantine after coming into close contact with someone who tested positive. County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher and his wife, Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez, made the announcement Thursday evening in a joint statement where they called for the public to do the same if they were to hear similar news. San Diego County health officials confirmed another 335 cases on Wednesday. After months of numbers in the low 100s, daily totals have now surpassed 300 in four of the county's five most recent daily reports. And the number of people across the county sick enough to require a hospital stay is also increasing. The total reached 383 Wednesday after appearing to bottom out at 326 on Sunday. Five additional COVID-related deaths were also announced Thursday, bringing the total for the local pandemic to 352. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. If you're curious about how Greater San Diego is working toward building a new future after the pandemic and protests, listen to the UT's Luis Cruz on Together San Diego. Every weekday afternoon, join in on conversations with activists, nonprofits, and companies who are finding out ways this moment can change San Diego for the better. Listen in on Facebook. For a guide to all of our live streaming programming, check out the schedule on UnionTrib.com. Until next time.